Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and there are no sharks in the sewers. The gators would eat them. I'm Eric, and, well, shark blood can't melt steel beams. I'm Richard, and shark movies are a false flag operation to get you to get you to sympathize with the dolphins. Can't trust a dolphin. No, they're like the they're jerks the, of the sea. They, they the are sea. the jerks of the sea. But we have these plot holes to fill. Look at this plot hole. Yeah, it looks okay. Wait a minute. This plot hole, look, hole looks more like a second ocean. You guys are like a second plot hole underneath? It's a hollow sea. Full of uh, full of plot holes. Let's fill it with worldwide profit margins. There's a lot of that in this film. Don't tell me that, Richard. We haven't gotten to the facts yet. As we are talking about the mag in our next movie, the third one of Shark Week Summer. So, Eric, does the Meg have a plot? It apparently does. I mean, I guess they shamble or swim from point to point. Doggy uh, paddle. Um, flail. Thrash? Thrash like a dying fish? Thrash sounds way too cool, so no. <laughs> Flounder, much like unto a dying seal. All right, but yes. So, the Meg is a movie which deals with Jason, Jason Statham. Okay, let me say that a little bit better, Eric. So, Eric, cut that previous part out because you have messed it up. So, The Meg stars Jason Statham as Jonah. And just spoiler alert, Jonah doesn't end up in the belly of a fish, so... That's because his name's Jonas. Oh, is it Jonas? I thought it was Jonah. The whole time I'm like, oh, he's going to get eaten. He's going to get eaten. He never does. They should have called him Jonah, and he should have gotten eaten. Yeah, and then he can cut himself out from the inside. Missed opportunity. It would have been a cool opportunity, but, but they it did, wasn't in the book. But they did that in uh, in Sharknado. It's true. But didn't... Oh, no. Sharknado did come out first. Yep. All right. It's, as enough talking about Sharknado. Back to the Meg. So we have Jonas as uh, our intrepid sea, deep sea explorer. He's like the best at rescuing people who are trapped on submarines, which seems like a really hard thing to specialize in because it's a very niche job, niche job. Like how many subs are sinking like every decade? Oh, I guess the Russians are back at it again. So I guess more. <laughs> a more bigger question think. is, is how many submarines sink that you can still rescue people out of? Mm -hmm. Well, he's apparently very good at it, but, and he is, the movie starts off with a, I was going to say exciting, but a scene where he, Jason Statham is rescuing people on a nuclear submarine, but something is amiss. There is, now I'm talking like William Shatner, there is a monster outside going after this submarine. And Jason Statham is like, no, I'm not dealing with that. So he uh, pulls the cord and cancels the rescue operation midway, dooming the entirety of the rest of the crew members that weren't saved. And his team members. And his team members, that's true. And 
then all of a sudden the nuclear submarine explodes for some reason, because that's what they're want to do, obviously. Well, this, so that's the beginning of the movie. We then cut to another scene where we have Rain Wilson as the eccentric, not, not really eccentric, the billionaire. The billionaire. And he is checking up on one of his investments. It is a deep sea laboratory where one of the, or I guess the head scientist has this hypothesis that the bottom at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, there actually isn't a bottom there. It's much deeper than we would expect. There's actually a layer of, um, oh, I can't remember what they say, but there's a layer of uh, different densities of waters that don't get mixed. And it when it shows up on sonar, it looks like the floor, but it's, or, well, the, the ground or the, the bottom, but it's actually not there. So they are sending out a submersible to go check on that. And turns out he was right. And there is, in fact, an entire new world underneath the Marianas Trench. You mean the Hollow Sea? Sure. Second ocean. Well, it, okay, you got to think of the, uh, the Aragorn and Pippin and Mary talking to each other where, you know, Mary and Pippin are like, where Aragorn says, hey, we have a we have an ocean floor. Pippin looks over. He's like, well, we have one. Yes. What about the second ocean floor? Okay. Well, there is a second ocean floor. I don't think the rest of the world knows about that one. Well, apparently not. They, I mean, you had to go and poke at it with a stick or something, and you need a really long stick for that. Or a submersible. Or a submersible. I mean, if you're rich, which Rain Wilson in this movie is. So there is. So they send a submersible down to go check out this brand new world. But there are giant monsters in this brand new world. Like giant squids. Well, I guess we have giant squids in this new world, but even gianter squids. Wasn't but, this more like a giant octopus? Uh, giant squid sounds cooler. And I guess we do have giant octopus. So we have gianter, gianter octopuses. Even gianter. Um, ginormous octopuses, I guess, because there's the Great California, the Great Californian octopus. I think that's the biggest one in the world. Yeah, I think so. So this is the Great Marianas octopus, probably the greater. The greater Marianas octopus. Yeah. But it's like, it's big enough to like take down a, a huge submersible. Um, so because this, um, this submersible gets in trouble due to said giant cephalopod, they need to call on Jason Statham to rescue the crew. So when he gets all suited up, he gets down there and realizes that there's, they're not alone. Yes. There's that giant octopus octopus but there's also a giant shark more specifically a megalodon which happened to live like a couple million years ago it was <laughs> not just a couple well i guess it's uh i guess it lives here now it got trapped under the uh the second ocean under the thermocline is that oh that's what it's called that's that's the the technical term they use okay so uh, an area of the ocean where it's there's it doesn't mix because of the different uh, temperature different temperatures. So anyways, so they're going down there and this shark starts attacking this, um, the downed submersible. Well, Jason Statham being the smart guy that he, and smart uh, submariner rescuer that he is, he's able to trick the shark and get away with the new, with the, with, well, I guess part of the crew, one person dies. Two thirds of the crew. Out of a crew of three. So 33% casualties. 
um, which is an improvement from his previous rescue. Maybe it's not. It, well, I, how, how many people work on a nuclear submarine? 120 something. Like right? he left like 11 people behind and he had his two friends, mm-hmm. but there were only like 10 people at most in the rescue sub. So that's at least like a 50% failure rate. Probably. Anyways, so this shark, as it's attacking the sub, opens up a geothermal vent, spewing magma? It wouldn't be lava, because... Would it be lava if it... Because doesn't lava have to get to the surface? Or, like, does it have to be air surface? Look, we don't even know if it's lava if it's in an air bubble in a crystal underneath magma. Don't ask us about this oceanic... <laughs> oceanic lava? Magma. Anyway, so it's this... It's geothermic. That's what it is. So the shark opens up a vent to the... Well, I guess where they're... It's a geothermically, geothermically active, which causes a whole bunch of warm water... What are you doing, computer? <laughs> Start over. So the shark opens up, as it's attacking the sub, it opens up one of these geothermal vents, which causes a whole bunch of warm water to uh, not mess... Well, I guess kind of mess up the, the thermal difference in the two layers of the ocean, which allows the Meg to escape. But oh no, there's not just one Meg. I can do you one better. There's two Megs that happen to escape. There's an even bigger second Meg. So, oops. So... As, as the crew of this uh, research station is fighting off the first Meg, and they, they have a pretty hard time of it, they ended up poisoning, poisoning it, but, you know, it all worked out in the end until it didn't because the second Meg shows up. This one's even bigger, and it's just going around and killing everyone. Until Jason Statham basically uh, cuts its stomach open, fills the water full of chum and all the... Like normal size sharks come and eat it to death, like sharks are wont to do. Even though I'm like not a hundred percent sure sharks eat other sharks. Like I know sharks eat other oh, sharks. Oh yeah, sharks totally eat other sharks. It's one of those like, <clears throat> what they really needed to do is find a pod of killer whales or orcas because orcas are definitely mean to sharks. And dolphins. I, dolphins are mean too. So we need. Yeah, but we need, we need mega dolphin. I'm not going to support. Um, dolphins. He's not going to support dolphin propaganda. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, Richard. Orcas are way cooler, anyways. So and um, just yes, a lot of stuff happens. There's two sharks. Um, a lot of escalation happens as well for some reason. Like helicopters crash into each other, even though the pilots should be, I don't know, watching where they're going. But um, which then a helicopter crash happens to land on their um, the ship they're using as a base, conveniently. Well, I guess inconveniently. Anyways, this is the Meg. Jason Statham wins and gets the girl and her daughter, at the end. Oh, and there's a dumb little uh, Yorkie dog that doesn't die. They tease that it does, but it doesn't. And the shark doesn't even pull a helicopter out of the air. That would have been way cool. Even jumping into the air to grab the helicopter. That would have been even cooler. Yeah, yeah. Like sharks will do. Or I guess great whites will do. And assuming that megalodons are similar to great white sharks. Like, I don't know if they're in the same family, but... I mean, not really. But that's... It's this whole, like, evolutionary path thing. Mm -hmm. It's fine. The branches get weird. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, sharks haven't really changed in a couple million years. Like, when it works, it works. Except the megalodons were just too big to survive because they needed to eat a lot of food and they couldn't keep... This is real-life megalodons, but they couldn't really keep up with the cal- caloric needs. Well, actually, it was uh, because uh, blue whales started to show up. And blue whales are too big or to eat? Or at least blue whale things. Because the... the, the the wells that eat through uh, the filter feeding mm-hmm. got bigger and bigger. And mm-hmm. so they were no longer able to be eaten. Oh, by the sharks. By the sharks. Mm-hmm. And they crowded out the the smaller, medium-sized stuff that the uh, mm-hmm. great white, what the, the megalodons would have eaten. Mm-hmm. And that's why the megs died out. Okay. So they couldn't get their caloric needs. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're both right. I mean, these are facts. They are facts. Real facts. Even more facts coming from Richard. (laughs) Well, we'll have the movie facts instead of the shark facts. These are less fun facts. Okay. This movie opened on August 12th, 2018, had an estimated budget of 130 million. Wait, 18? I thought it was a 2014 movie. Oh, well, Eric, cut that part out. No, leave it in, Eric. Let the world know you're wrong. <laughs> That's the joys of being editor. Nobody yeah. has to know. Exactly. Yeah, 2018. Estimated budget of $130 million, and It made $145 million in the U.S. and Canada. And $530 million worldwide. The disappointment in your eyes, Eric. Let me guess. Um, is a lot of that, is the majority of that 500-something million? From Asiatic countries? I don't have a specific breakdown of the different countries where it's from. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh. But given that it's either China or India that does, spends the most on movies after uh, the U.S. market, safe bet. That was my nickname in college. Safe bet. Safe bet. <laughs> All right. Well, we we know now they made enough money that there's going to be the Meg 2. They did. And so there's going to be a sequel that's also loosely based off of the the second book in the series that it was based off of. Uh, I've never read them, but I'd argue that probably it's a better book than it was a movie. Uh, In real life, though, Jason Statham is actually an expert swimmer. And he represented England in diving back in 1990. And you can actually find find footage of him competing on YouTube. Very so cool. generally, most of the shots that are that are of him in the water are actually Jason Statham. It makes it easy. That probably explains because when I was watching this movie, I was thinking this feels like the rock should be the main character, but the rock would just sink. It's true. Uh the reason the sharks look quite so much like great whites was because uh, they originally tried to follow what the megalodons looked like in the book in that they were a pale white because they lived deep under the ocean and didn't see the sun and so had no need for camouflage really because it was just dark. But it uh, turns out that when you're trying to make that look good on film when you're using a CG shark, it's really hard. So they just made it look like a great white. And then they also had problems of trying to make it look like a shark because when you scale up sharks, they get long and skinny and they didn't like that look. And so they had to make it fat. 
So they had to make it a fat shark. So they had to make it a fat <clears throat> shark. So, you know, and then they make all sort because it's a shark movie, you have to reference better shark movies. As in, you have to reference Jaws? You have to reference Jaws. And so there's all sorts of Jaws references that are unearned and don't have any large pay, larger payoff. They're just there to reference Jaws. I feel like when we started this series, we should have decided to pick our favorite and least favorite Jaws callback in all these movies. I think <clears throat> it's a little late now, but no, 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 no. I feel that we can do like a patron retrospective and we can put out there what our favorite Jaws callback is in there. When we talk about the end of shark week summer, I just, I don't I probably remember. Won't, yeah. I probably won't remember it by then. Yeah. I don't remember. Like I know there were references in, uh, Sharknado. Sharknado. That was only a couple weeks ago and I don't remember him anymore. That movie is disappearing from my mind. Well, then you're just going like to have to write down your favorite. Rain. Were any, I assume that all of the ones from Sharknado were more favorite than the ones from the Meg. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there we go. Because there's plenty of them. Uh, as an entertaining note for the film, uh, it was the movie rights were originally purchased back in 1997 when the book was published by a very hopeful and optimistic company called Disney, <laughs> who thought they were going to make a shark movie. And then Deep Blue Sea happened. Disney didn't do Deep Blue Sea, did Disney they? Disney did not do or Deep at least Blue through Sea. Am, Am, no, it's not Ambling. But, uh, what's a Touchstone? That's their. Oh, Touchstone's there. Okay. Uh, their. Um, adult movie one or no uh they they saw what happened with deep blue sea and decided they weren't going to do that and so they sold it off to new line Mm -hmm. and new line was like all right we'll get ourselves a script start talking to guillermo del toro let's have him make our make us a shark movie and then guillermo del toro saw the script and was like no I think he would have, oh, I was going to say no in Spanish, but. That's still. That's still no. no. And so they shelved it until it ended up getting sold off to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. <clears throat> I still think like, I think they should have sold this to Michael Bay in the mid nineties. Cause it would have been a dumb film. Well, but it would have been a fun, dumb film. I was going to say, John, it is a dumb film. Yes, but it would have been a fun, dumb film. Like Explosions. There would have been so much explosions. And so many American flags. Mm-hmm. None of that Chinese money. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it this could have been a Disney film. It could have been a New Line film. You might have gotten the Guillermo del Toro version of the Meg. But instead, you have John Turtletaub, who has given you another boat, mo- another movie with a boat named Charlotte. Um, sorry, what's the name of the guy in Hellboy that, or the guy who all is in like every single Ron movie? Perlman? Not Ron Perlman. Uh, um, the fish man who's in every single Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh, um, Ape Sapiens. Well, isn't that the character in it? Yeah, uh, that's the character. But he's the he plays him. No, because he's, he also he's just the uh, pale man in Pan's Labyrinth. He's in like every single. He, he's he's a char- he's a creature performer. Mm-hmm. 
but he's in like every single Guillermo. Well, I guess he, he would have been the shark. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remember what's his name though. Shoot, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug Jones would have been the shark. He would have been the shark. He would have been go. the Meg. <laughs> Meg Jones. Would it have been doing like miniatures? That would have been cool. Like little puppets or what? Because Guillermo <laughs> del Toro is pretty practical, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He loves his practical effects. As he should. So, yeah. there, There's your... Uh, there's some stuff in there for you. And like I said, maybe if you're interested in a shark thing, read the book instead of watching this film. But this film we must now talk about as we talk about its plot holes, which are coming from IMDb today. Turns out people had some for this. Well, it made quite a bit of money. So on IMDb, when the Meg chases Jonas and is caught by the cable attached to the ship, it can't reach him as he is slowly paddles. It can't reach him as he slowly paddles back underwater. Earlier, the Meg easily pulled the entire ship backwards, so it would have no trouble catching Jonas. Even sheer inertia would make sure Jonas was in with was within reach of the monster fish. I think it was just more curious than wanting to eat him. Um, I don't know the exact point. So it says that around an hour and three minutes, but I don't know which time it is Jonas almost being eaten by the shark. It's when he's rescuing, um, what's her name? The love interest. Yes. All right. So this is when it's uh, under poison. Yeah. When the poison is starting to act on the uh, the fish. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why the shark can't do it. It's dying, like, slowly and not slow enough, because apparently it's just an on and off switch for the shark. Maybe the people on the boat had activated the engines to uh, counter, to pull against the shark. Um, Do you remember how deep the water is in this spot? No. Given that they're within reasonable distance of the Marianas Trench. I'm just, deep. I'm just wondering, maybe, I can't remember if one of the cable. So the sh- so in the movie, the sharks get caught on cables quite a bit. So I'm just wondering if, um, I think in one of the scenes, the cable gets caught on a rock. And maybe it's just more of a, the shark hits an immovable object. And that's what stops it. But uh, maybe it's a combination of things. But I, I would rather to fill this plot hole. I would say the shark is probably dying and just doesn't have the heart in it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I'm trying to swim, but I can't swim anymore. Is this a dream? But it wasn't a dream. It was a dying shark. This sounds poetic. Not gonna lie. <laughs> like, it's not. It's not a dream. It's a dying shark. I mean, I could see that on an album cover. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. So our next plot hole is that unless the Meg is a very fast learner, there is no reason that it should be attracted to whale songs because there's no whales in its home territory. But it can still hear the whales. Um. Well, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Weren't Meg megalodons actually like didn't they hunted whales until whales? Yes, but see these this, these megalodons wouldn't have interacted with whales. What if it's a genetic memory? 
It might be genetic memory. It might be, I'm thinking that they have like very small bones, the very few bones they have that just shake violently. Like it hurts to hear whale noises. Oh, it's like at the perfect uh, resonance frequency. So when whales sing, it's, it goes, I'm going to stop that, whatever that is. Yeah. I'm going to kill the, uh, the noise. See, I would go for that. Now, that's why they're, it's so like reactive to it, you know, where it's like. Because otherwise it would have just continued to snack on something. Yeah, like well, it's not going to stop snacking on the thing right in front of it that it's put effort into snacking on to go get the no- noise unless there was a vital reason to do so, such as I'm actually in physical pain because of this noise. Humans just got lucky in this film. Yeah, so that's actually the truth as well as. Um, weren't just push crowding out all the uh, food sources. Their songs are anti-shark songs. I mean, it also doesn't hurt that. Uh, well, I guess this is the more entire... the dolphin fa- family, but like killer whales will specifically go after great white sharks just to kill them and eat their livers, nothing else. And if that happens, a great white shark um, will go f- like seventeen hundred miles away. So it's basically like if a friend of yours got killed in Ohio, you would go to Sacramento to get away. Yeah, so they they know they know that the and so now we know that all the uh, the well family languages are based off of saying sharks are terrible. We hate sharks. Sharks are jerks. Yeah. So when they're like saying they're what well, we think there's the love songs, just saying I hate sharks so much. If it's a love song, it's like I love you. At least we're not sharks, but idiots. <laughs> Man, whales got mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, their whole purpose is to eat the smallest and most defenseless thing in the ocean, in mass. They are the bullies of the sea. And here I thought it couldn't get worse than dolphins. Uh, I would may, maybe be more like they're the uh, like the tech CEOs of the sea. Like they're going to step over you and they don't care with it, but they're pretty cool. Whereas, you know, dolphins are just the uh, drug addicts of the sea. Dolphins are the drug addicts. Yeah. Yeah. They do pass around uh, puffer fish. Puffer fish. So yeah, yeah, it hurts. It hurts them physically. The shark, the Ooh, Mexic- a, I sorry, I just got the pun right there. All right. Well, now it has supposedly been two million years since the last Meg sighting. Such, such discovery would prompt the world's paleontologists, scientists, etc., to keep it alive as opposed to killing it. This is actually a major plot point in the novel. So, since we're talking about the movie, do the world's uh, paleontologists and scientists and whatever? actually know that the Meg exists? No, they haven't told them. I mean, I guess they do once it starts attacking the beach. Yeah, after everything. But that's like a couple hours afterwards, probably. I think it's the next day. But but I mean, like, um, when are people going to find out about this giant shark attack? That's true. After the shark is dead. After the shark is dead. And they do talk about some bit on the ship where like do we have to kill it it's like yeah we have to kill this is going to cause problems so i like to think of uh back to like the early 1900s or i guess late 1800s where conserve conservation meant you kill it and uh, study its corpse well if it's the last of its species it's you might as well just mount it on your wall it's going to die out anyways 
but at least it looks cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's going to die anyways. Well, if we kill it now, it's still majestic. Then future generations can appreciate its majesty. Its majesty. majesty. Yeah. I was going to say majestic. Majestosity. <laughs> Even better. Majestitude. See, that's so much better than majestic. Majestic's like uh, something I talk about a king or whatever, but majestitude. Mm, boy, that's how you know it's fancy. I'm going to put the shark on my wall and just have your whole building fall down. <laughs> or maybe a sports stadium or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's also the question is, so what are what would they do with it? Like, they're going to try and track it? They would have been able to use its giant shark brain to have enough protein to cure Alzheimer's. All Alzheimer's. All of it. It's a big shark. And then they wouldn't have had to make... Uh, deep blue sea psychic sharks. Yeah, because like large sharks don't do well in captivity. No, because they need a lot of space. Yeah, like they're long distance swimmers. And this is even bigger. And I mean, if there's enough of them to sustain a population of at least two or three. Yeah, at least three. Then there's probably a decent population beneath the thermocline. So like either there's enough to keep them going without our worries. And that would be easier to explore them in the second ocean. So we don't have to worry about these or it doesn't really matter at this point because they're close enough to extinction. And these ones are a active threat mm-hmm. to like the entire ecosystem. I mean, I mean, they're killing wells. Oh yeah. Greenpeace is going to hate that. Yeah. Um, they're killing they're attacking ships which means all of the major shipping industries are going to hate them and well they're killing people and you know people are kind of good about stopping things from killing people that's kind of why we, there's we no... kill those things real good oh we do except for people only who th- kill people look the <laughs> only thing that's allowed to kill people are people is, is people yep mm-hmm. i mean we so, don't want competition so get in line the meg <laughs> Get behind Meg. Still in our jobs. Okay. Uh, Is there anything else we want to talk about that one before I go on to the next plot? I I think it's covered. Like, yeah, it's pretty. They they were planning on taking the one that they caught back to study. Mm -hmm. Because you can still learn a lot from the uh, from a corpse from the corpse until it got eaten. And they know they're there now, so they're going to go under the mm-hmm. thermal climb and be aware that there's mega sharks down there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so well, then the not- next plot hole is during the rescue below the thermal climb, Jonas points out the shark is attracted to the light and for Su Yin to turn off her lights. Yet once he has the evolution attached to the origin, uh, thus no longer needing his own lights on, he leaves them on, attracting the Meg. He seems to suddenly forget that he can turn his lights off, stopping the Meg from seeing him. Now, from what I remember, it was not like the external lights were on. It was like the internal lights and the fact that it has windows. Mm -hmm. And he's also, this is a three person sub that he is manning by himself. It's, it also has touchscreens, which are really dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Touchscreens, especially like. Where everything's going to be wet. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they're not as, maybe he's using Android 4.0. I don't know. Probably not very, uh, um, it's probably not very 
fast. Ben needs to have some lights to see what he's doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would assume you go to red running lights like they do in airplanes when it's dark. Just so that you can still see stuff, but... That would be if you had made a logically designed submersible. I mean, don't get me started on submersibles. Like, these would not work. These are not very good. To, like, the one that's just, like, the bubble, the bubble. cockpit that's oh. all glass. And it's like, well, glass isn't, like, super sturdy to well, ocean pressures. That one is actually better than the deep sea submersibles they send down. So, back in the day, back in ye olden days, when I was a, but a wee lad, I was a huge fan of Alvin the Submarine. The one that found the Titanic. And so I'm looking it up like, oh, okay, do, 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 do. I started learning all about it. And the major thing about deep sea submersibles is the cockpit is a sphere because a sphere is the strongest shape you can have under pressure because it compresses equally all around. These deep sea submer submersibles are cylinders, which is going to put very weak spots in the center. So they are just asking to be crushed. So I'm just sitting there like, they deserve it. That's pretty dumb. They're going to second ocean. Yeah, but it's still under a whole lot of water. And that's what I'm saying. It's even more water than the other water. Mm -hmm. So just because it's a cylinder, it would have been crushed like instantly. It's why like nuclear submarines are just normal like military submarines. They're cylinder shaped, but they can't go very deep because they have that issue. They're... I mean, they can go deep, but not as deep as deep sea submersibles. And the ones going below the thermocline would be deep sea submersibles. Mm -hmm. So they had to have some design problems here. I mean, doesn't Su Yin have the problem where she can't literally turn her lights off? Mm -hmm. Yep. Like there, it's all like doing a countdown to her turning her lights off because that could just be movie storytelling too. Yeah, but you know, but the, within like, the movie logic, it means that these. Uh, submersibles were made to have their lights on. Mm -hmm. So turning the lights off is hard. Mm -hmm. Like if the the one the first one the origin hadn't been broken so much, its lights would have stayed on the entire time. Mm -hmm. Like the first like they get power on it and they have to turn off the lights. It's like trying to turn off your phone's uh, running out of power <laughs> signal. It's like if you stop telling me that you're running out of power, you'd have more power. So, so yeah, it's just, I could, I would chalk this plot hole up to the subs aren't designed very well. They want to be very uh, techie subs. They're techie and uh, they're supposed to be presentable to people who don't know about subs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then our next one is that during the rescue, uh, Toshi, our obligatory funny Asian character, closes the origins hatch and pulls the lever separating the two subs. But the evolution's hatch is still open, which means it should flood, but it doesn't. Doesn't he get eaten by the, sh or the doesn't it blow up or he get eaten the sh by the shark? Like no, right after no, they're saying that the second submarine, the one that they yeah. climbed into, it I should have been flooded as well because he, yep, he closed his subs. Hatch. Oh, okay. I I was mixing up the, uh, um, maybe there's a, emergency hatch closing procedure if it's open and an em the emergency decompression sill mm -hmm. and then it uh then it closes as fast as it can even though it's like a, a ton of water 
I'd say that in that, in that kind of thing where you have two things that are designed to dock to each other, if you're, if you have it set up where there is a lever to separate the two submarines, it will automatically engage closing the seal on the other, on the other one, Mm -hmm. because you build it for the stupidest person. So if somebody pulls the lever, you close the other hatch. So, so their lighting is dumb, but their hatch uh, safety protocols are top notch. Well, specifically, we know that the uh, um, one of the guys who works on the submarine base has been rescued from a uh, crashed submarine, mm-hmm. and so he might be really concerned about a uh, latch safety and emergency. Uh, rescue i actually think we'll there's see. an international standard for latch like dock latch docking so it might just be part of the standard and i'd say like a submarine opening submarine hatch people expect it to be a big heavy door thing and the inside where you're show, showing your billionaire boss who's showing up for the first time that needs to be all your super techie screens and so you have all of the problems with your software and your lights and your touch screens where the hatch just has to be a hatch. It just has to be a working hatch. It just has to be a working hatch. It has to be a safety hatch. And there you go. What if you have two submarines attached and someone does something silly like uh, releases the, the hatch? You design it so that when somebody pulls that, that switch, it closes the other hatch. Or at least has a sill of some sort. Yeah, has some kind of thing that closes that. There's there's second sill. Yeah. There's the safety seal. Yeah, the emergency safety sill. Yeah. Redundancy in sills. Mm Mm-hmm. So look, uh, if the seal is broken, you shouldn't eat it. It's true. That's what they teach us. All right, that sounds good to me. All right, so... At the beginning of the movie, Jonas is working on a rescue in the Philippine Trench when the Meg forces them to abandon the rescue halfway through. They later run into the shark in the Mariana Trench, saying it had been stuck there. These trenches are around 1,200 miles apart, and it shouldn't be able to get from one to the other. Well, it's the deep ocean. It's the hollow sea. Now, now that's one thing. It's the hollow sea. Second, there's two megs in this movie three megs three megs because we see the meg that attacks the submarine is actually destroyed when the uh submarine uh explodes Explodes. and so these are different sharks in general yes and it's also the hollow sea which means it could have swum from one bit to the other yeah like 1200 miles isn't actually that far for a for a shark for a shark especially not a large shark they have massive territories and go huge distances and dive pretty deep during it rapidly. Um, how much time happens between the Philippine uh, trench rescue and the Mariana trench rescue? Is it five years? Yeah. It's several years yeah. too. So, I mean, I could probably walk 1200 miles in like f- five years. Yeah, so it's five- like, it's like four or five miles a day off of just like, to do it in a year. Mm-hmm. So you, the, the shark could literally float along. Over <laughs> the, the currents time. will take it faster. Yeah. The currents will take it faster in the time period. 
but it's a different shark. And so. Yeah, it, it's just a totally different shark. There, who knows how many megs are down there? It's oceans chock full of them. At least three. There, there's a second ocean. It's probably a hollow earth filled with ocean. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you can barely throw a rock without hitting a meg. It's full of salt water. And probably crabs. Like, all the different crabs. Like, everything's well, just... like The be, crabs down... It's where you get the really big, janky spider crabs. You get janky spider crabs. Well, there'll be, like, starfish that evolved into crabs, and sea urchins that evolved into crabs, and crabs that evolved into other crabs. It's crabs all the way down. Crabs all the way down. Crabs at the center of the earth. All right. Well, that, I think, covers IMDb. That is the IMDb. So, I actually do have another... I don't want to say plot hole because it's not really from the mind of Eric. I guess it is relevant to the plot. My question is why on earth are they sending a manned sub into this brand new uh, second hollow ocean? Like they haven't sent the drones down first. Yeah. Why don't they send a drone down? They ought, they have enough bandwidth to uh, remote control it because they can transfer HD video through miles of water. Why don't they just remote control a, a little well, submersible. Eric, because the book was written in 1997 and drones weren't quite to that independent value yet. Um, Actually, they found the Titanic with a drone first, then they cement, sent a submersible down. Well, I have an answer for you. Okay. So, we know that they are trying to impress their, their billionaire boss who's showing up. Mm-hmm. That's why they're sending their manned mission down. They totally 100% sent an unmanned probe. It didn't need lights. They could use ther- they could use just thermo thermovision to see all the stuff that's down there and go, "Hey, yeah, look, we totally have a thermocline." But the boss is going to be here and he wants to see things, so we're going to just let go, "Oh yeah, this is our first one. You'll be here to see everything." With a giant wink. Yeah, with a wink, and they're like, yeah. And then when they actually publish the paper, they'll include, you know, the the drone mm-hmm. first. Okay, I could see that. The movie is just like, we don't know if it's down there. It's like, then you're sending three people to a unknown area? I mean, I would say a couple million dollar drone is cheaper than three people's lives. And the submersible they're in as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like they raided an Apple store. That's why they 100% actually sent a drone down first and are just doing this to show off for the boss. Okay. I feel better about that the, now. They'd already confirmed that the thermocline was there. Mm-hmm. And they, they, at some point, they would have probably wanted to send the submersible by itself. Because mm-hmm. remote could, operated yeah, just remote to, operate to that prove one? that it could uh, go under there. Or at least survive or whatever. Given that the whole thing is operated by software and not actual mechanical switches, yes. Yes, they could. Man, that they got some real dumb people running that ship over there. That's what I'm you got to do to impress I'm just impressed that they managed to... Uh, were confused that the thermocline was a possibility when they are 100% capable of sending full HD video through the thermocline. Yeah, yeah. How are they not like? If they're able getting to get a the, signal to to bounce back and be like, "Oh wait, this is where the real ocean is." If they have this kind of transmission technology, they don't. The thermocline is not a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, thermocline will block signals from outside, but not from inside. 
Oh. I mean, that makes... It doesn't make sense, but I mean, okay. That's not how physics works at all, but... Yeah, but we'll we got use, a giant fat fish. We'll use movie logic for this one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's movie logic. I don't like that answer. We don't have to like it. That's just how the movie works. Like, that is an excellent point, and really they should have had a line running to the uh, submarines. If anything, they just need, yeah, a line with, like, a, a receiver hard, or A hard line would have been so good. And it would also have made sense why they had to build the base. Mm-hmm. Look, I would have accepted, like, a like a cable that goes down to, like, a receiving bundle. And then they could have had, like, a floating balloon from the... Uh, Oh yeah, from the sub that goes up above the thermocline. Yeah, like they release uh, release the transmission bubble, mm-hmm. and it goes bloop, and then they go through it, and that's the point of contact. Yeah, and then the shark could have bitten that. Yeah, that would add some tension without actually like you could still hide the shark or the, like the giant octopus, or you could hide the threat. There could have that. There could have been tension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we have any more plot holes, or are we ready to tear think, into this? I think we're ready. Well, I mean, we kind of have been tearing into this movie. We this, can just this like, movie is like a it. giant dead well that they accidentally dropped depth charges on, and now we're going to tear into it like sharks. John, that is insensitive. Dead whales actually provide way more for the environment than this movie does. It's true. A dead shark can sustain an entire ecosystem. Like that's the thing is I like. I don't really want to super bash the film because I kind of feel bad for the author because I'm like, it might be a pretty decent book because like it actually spawned like one, two, but is it not in fact gospel that eight, eight books in the series? Yeah. But isn't it gospel that you can always say that a book is better than the movie? Like almost 99% of the times. And so bashing on the movie is just saying, hey, you did not do the book justice. You had a literal guideline on how to do a good story. Like the guy who's writing the book is included the fact that, um, oh, these sharks have been stuck down there, but they're not going to be direct um, comparisons to the mag because they're going to be pale. Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't do that in this movie because it wouldn't work visually. I think there was another plot hole that we had talked about is why is the Meg attracted to light? Because the Meg, well, it's living under the waters where light doesn't reach. So maybe one of the things it does eat has bioluminescence. Yeah. A lot of things in deep water mm-hmm. use bioluminescences. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I think we had talked about that earlier. Just So I'd say it's actually very sensitive to light also. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know from what I've read on the plot synopsis of the book, yes, yes, the Meg was, and it would ne- it would only attack things at night, which made what them trying to hunt it a lot harder, except when they actually managed to blind it, and then it stopped caring. Did they stab it in the eye with a knife? Uh, no, no, I think there were, uh, it ended up getting shot or hit by an explosive. Yeah. Did it have a cool eye scar, though? I mean, obviously. Yeah. Good. Yeah, see, the more you talk, the more the book actually sounds kind of exciting. And I bet you care about the characters, too. Right? Do you care about those characters? I mean, probably. I mean, I cared about 
two of the characters in this Which movie? characters did you care about? Uh, uh, Toshi and... Uh, oh, so he died. <laughs> and uh, what's the, the German guy? His friend. The Wall. Is that his na- actual name? or the, the one who gets eaten? Yeah. That's, yeah. So, uh, so everyone who gets eaten you cared about, and that was it? Basically. Yeah, basically. Because I even kind of cared about the uh, the billionaire. The billionaire. Yeah, I mean That's he was true. pretty cool up until like he had his heel turn. And he's like, oh, he's actually. And a now jerk. I'm going to be evil. But so in the movie, um, even, even, he's not even really evil. Then he's just we got to kill the shark, so I'm going to drop depth charges on it. Yeah, it's like he just he takes it into his own hands. Like, okay, we're going to be in charge of killing the shark. We're not letting this get out, so that um, well, he doesn't want to be sued, and it makes sense. From a business standpoint. No, it doesn't really make sense. Because it's like, oh, we were rescuing people and a random thermo geothermal event happened and released the sharks. Like, is there even a guarantee that the shark wouldn't have gotten free? I mean, one already. Well, they don't know that, but one apparently had in the past. Yeah, because it's like, do they really like cause the sharks to get out? Like, I don't think so. What would they... Okay, assuming a survivor sues that company or whatever, um, what would they sue them on? Just... Like poking the, like poking around in the thermal... Uh, I guess you could convince a jury who doesn't know what's going on that they were guilty. Would it be... It, that's not put a, down it'd be a silver, in, civil suit, though. There's no juries in civil suits. Okay. And it's in international waters on top of that. Oh, it's true. So, like, you're going to have to try and find the court that can actually do something about that. The Hague. I'm assuming. War crimes were committed, probably. Somali pirates. Is that Somalia? Yeah. But the pirates can just do what they want. They're on the mm. sea. They're pirates. That's, that is their their true vocation. Like, like the guys who are cutting, getting the shark fins, they're not going to sue. They want that shark. Mm-hmm. It's the white well. Oh, that reminded me. This movie, we were talking about uh, unearned callbacks. It's totally, I'm upset that um, Jonas didn't cry out, uh, have at ye whale. Have at thee. <laughs> Makes me upset. Yeah. Could, that would just that would have been funny and it would have turned it into camp, which would have made me like it more. See, I'm just upset about this movie because it's a movie about a big shark and it's kind of boring Uh, we were talking about this earlier um it's kind of a paint by numbers monster shark movie and it's not one that they don't they don't dare approach the line because you might go over that line and so you just stay right in the middle and don't paint the whole section yeah like like it's paint by numbers but they don't even paint the, the entire little area there's a nice little gap between the edge and the colors and what what I mean by paint by numbers, a lot of the beats in this movie, so a lot of the the plot points are actually are telegraphed miles ahead. You can tell what's going to happen next just by where watching. you're at in mm-hmm. the film. And it's not even like the the horror of like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, okay. Because like I know what's going to happen next. You're like, oh, well, we haven't had anybody die for a while. Oh. Look at the shot. Um, they're really setting it up so something can pop out of the water yeah, behind yeah. him. Yeah, guys, falls in the ocean randomly. Oh, but now we're looking at him from top down. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Um, then there's also the escalation issues that. Um, so in the finale of the film, they're on a a ship and they're trying to catch the second Meg, 
And it's almost as if the writer was thinking, okay, we, we need to put them in more danger. And so that's the helicopter, the helicopter crash. crashes into it for some reason. Yeah. I should have had the shark hit the helicopter. Yeah. The shark jumps out of the water, eats the helicopter, like, and bam, there we go. I think or the- like the shark jumps out of the water, gets like the tail of the helicopter, and then the helicopter can crash. Or, you know, it's pulling someone out of the water and, and that person gets grabbed. You know, like when the, uh, oh, okay. So in, uh, in Jurassic uh, World, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm when thinking, the guy gets out of, he gets rescued by the helicopter and then he still gets got like that sort of thing. I'm thinking, see, so in the scene or in, in Deep Blue Sea, when um, the shark grabs the guy being uh, airlifted away, yeah, have the same thing, but the Meg goes under the water and it's pulling the helicopter down and brings it into the ship. Oh, that that actually would have been cool. Yeah. That's why they didn't do it. <laughs> it just, that seems more on point with a monster shark. And then it adds the escalation issue that their one safe place is no longer safe. Yeah. Uh, it's also, I feel like everyone you know was in danger is in danger and everyone you know is, think is safe is safe. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Jaws has a lot of uh, edge to it on that. Because it kills a kid, it kills a dog, um, it threatens a lot of people, and you are aware that it's a threat mm-hmm. and dangerous. But it's not gratuitous with how many people it's killing either. It's just, yeah. it has it's a just beach the, scene and it, one person dies, but it's like, it could have been me or... And that's the thing, I like, that's the biggest thing with Jaws is that it could kill anyone, where in this movie, there are people who are clearly safe. Yeah. Yeah, like, so you, like no, like, our two main characters go in the water with just the, the smaller Meg in it, and they both turn out fine. Like, where's the danger? Put the shark cage in the water, and she survives, and... <laughs> And Jason Statham is like in the water multiple times with the Meg and mm-hmm. survives. Mm. Oh, there's another scene where um, the Meg is chasing after Jason Statham and hit one of his underwater. Um, the oh, submersible. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what they're called. Um, but the what they're called in Star Wars Episode One. Um, the bomba the yes. bomba they're in the they're in the bomba ships the the fast the fast submersibles anyways um and the meg is chasing after him but the meg's never been in this area before but it like sneaks around and gets him from the side just somehow i i yeah it just seemed like, like every shark knows you attack submersibles from the side of course because they're cylinders and it's weakest in the center that one wasn't a submersible that was that was a, a sphere I mean, with it, a wraith, right? Look, around it. look, Chark can't know that the flaws of physics don't apply the same to this <laughs> submersible. It's just, it re- a lot of this seemed like the writer was like, okay, something has to happen. Uh, uh, according to um, how, or screenwriting for dummies, something has to happen at this point. Yeah, I, I feel like the something happens describes a lot of this film. It's like with the, uh, with the sharks getting out of the thermocline. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happened. There mm-hmm. was the the geothermal eruption at the right moment for the sharks to get free. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in normal writing, it should have been a direct result of someone's decision. 
maybe they have to drop a death charge or something. Yeah. Or, or, or as part of the rescue is he has to make a choice and he's like, well, I've, I either save everybody and let the shark get out mm-hmm. or I just don't save anyone and the shark stays in and he wants to rescue people because mm-hmm. he has the time he didn't rescue everyone and he's mm-hmm. trying to do the difference. Or, you know, where he makes that super rapid descent and then a super rapid ascent creates a current that, co- that cuts yeah, through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have like actually tied it to what people did and gone, oh yeah, when you went through that so fast, you created a you created a flow that allowed them to come out. Yeah, and or if like it was directly their decisions that made the shark head to the shallow water of the beaches. Like they're like, okay, well we'll stay here where it's deep. Mm-hmm. We know it's going to prefer the deep waters. We're good here, but then like during their fight with it. They scare it towards the shallows. Mm-hmm. And then it can, you know, and that will justify the whole billionaire being, this is my problem. We have to deal with we it. We have to deal with it because it's all the decisions that they have made, not just, well, there was a geothermal vent that went off and so now the shark got out. I wonder if a good lawyer could argue that that was an act of God. It's just, that just happened. Like, it's not our fault. Yeah, yeah, it's not our fault there's giant sharks. Or just, yeah, there was an unfortunate natural um, event at this point. Well, it's like trying to to sue someone for an earthquake. Mm -hmm. It's, there was a geothermal vent, it went off. We're sorry that happened, but it's not, where you're legally not responsible for that. People get killed by geysers in Yellowstone yearly. And it's usually their fault, though. It's always their fault. It's always their fault, but nobody's going, but people aren't going to sue the national park for because a geyser went off. Mm-hmm. It's because, well, you did something stupid. <laughs> it has signs here that says, don't climb in this water. It's, well, you, they have to go like, uh, the signs are 100 feet away from the geyser. Maybe, <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, don't more. get closer to this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, you have to make a lot of I see bad choices. See here. They didn't put signs in the ocean saying you might get eaten mm-hmm. by a giant shark. Yeah, I would blame the whomever's in charge of the Mary. There's trench. not informed uh, consent to go swimming in the ocean when there are giant sharks in it. Mm-hmm. And they knew there were giant sharks and they didn't tell anyone. And they were about to. They were getting around to it when they were done fighting with the fighting mm-hmm. the giant sharks. Yeah. Well, I mean, now there is. There's TikTok. Yeah, I just feel like oh, the Meg is too safe of a movie, and we we've talked about how we would fix it. Like, obviously, we haven't read the book, so we don't know what happens in the book. We're just kind of going off. I know some of what happens in the book. Yeah, like you said, they they blind it, mm-hmm. and it, it's hard to hunt because it only hunts at night. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it is and also a major... it would have been hunted with the 1970s or 1997 technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is be like, they, they do have the whole, there are two, there are two Megs. They find out that the second Meg is not just a bigger one, but it's a pregnant female, which is why, okay, can you kill this? Because otherwise we have a lot more Megs, but no, they, they, in that one, they end up key, actually capturing the Meg. Like, that's the thing. They want to do it. And so they get, and then they get the, um, they manage to capture the Megalodon pup, 
to keep in captivity after the mother dies. And so that's where you end up getting into the next one is where do you keep a giant shark, a giant shark. When did the book come out again? 1997. And 1998, we get Godzilla, which kind of has the same thing. Godzilla lays eggs and they save one of them. And also we have Deep Blue Sea that came out. And like, I, I think Deep Blue Sea is why they didn't have like, they're stuck on the, uh, in the, in the, the sea base. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that would be better. Like, make it so, put the humans in a hard situation. It's not just that there's a big shark. Like, it's there's a big shark and your boat is sinking. Mm-hmm. I don't, if we were to use this uh, research base, though, it's way too fancy looking. Oh, well, it's got to get eaten by the shark. Well, they, so imagine an Apple store type of research, uh, dear listener. <laughs> imagine an aquarium, well, but it, it's the it's eye like, aquarium. It's glass everywhere. So what Shape I Shape th- it like the gherkin out of London. <laughs> so I'm thinking they got to kill all the lights in there. So it has to be dark, obviously, because that. You don't have a scary movie when when all the lights are on, probably. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's some, but um, yeah, you need to make it feel claustrophobic. And it does not feel claustrophobic due to all the windows and you get to see the ocean and whatnot. I would probably give the book a chance. I would not give this movie a second chance. And I probably, will you guys go see the Meg 2 when it comes out? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, we will probably see it when it's next Shark num- shark Summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's when we'd watch it. Like, I'm not going to seek it out. I have, if it was on an air, if you were stuck on an airplane and that was the only thing you could, they were playing. I'd read a book. You'd read The, the I'd Meg. I'd read The Meg. How about you, Richard? No. I'll, I'll read the book. Yeah, like, The Meg is, this is like, if I was watching... Like, if I was just flipping through channels looking for something to watch and the Meg was playing, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I rated below Sharknado. It has the greatest crime a film film can commit. Be boring? It's boring. Sorry, I had a big on just because I was thinking of the Meg. Like, like the thing is, is, like, we've all watched it and, like, we didn't watch it right before we recorded but still, like a couple of days is enough time to start questioning. You're like, wait, what exactly happened in this movie again? What what order was going on? Mm-hmm. Why did I care about these characters? Because I didn't. I mean, the, I cared about the people who got eaten because they were the most interesting. Yeah. Because they were going to get eaten, so they had to stand out some way. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we want to talk about? I, I, like- I just say like. The moment they the bigger Meg crushed the ship they were on, and then they just got away on like the oh the inflatable the inflatable dinghies. I'm like, well, this tells exactly the problem. Like, they need to move from scene to scene, and then they needed to move from scene to scene. They didn't know how to get them out of the scene, and so they just managed for to work to work this one time. And it's like, no. That was escalation. Mm-hmm. They now have to fight the bigger shark, and the, the boat is sinking. Mm-hmm. That is a movie. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's a third act. Mm-hmm. This movie did seem overly long too. Even though it's, I think it's what two hours. Yeah. I can't. Do I have it? Yeah, it's a two and a half hours. I I, still it's have too it long. 
No, I don't have it up. The Meg overstays its welcome. Two hours. Hour 53. So... So we've learned that psychic sharks are better than smart sharks. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, are smart sharks better than uh, psychic sharks? Well, because I go, I go. Is it Deep Blue Sea, Sharknado, the Meg? In our shark movie rankings, I don't know. Like, does Sharknado include all of the Sharknado trilogy? Or, or I guess we didn't watch Quadro. them, so you can't we really count count them in. Yeah, because I'm like the in the reading of Sharknado stuff. I'm like the later movies actually sound like they're fun, dumb fun. <laughs> the premise, but that's the thing is that's always the premise. The execution is also important. Sure, I haven't I mean, watched them. But... I mean, the very premise of Sharknado is is that your um, water spouts are dropping sharks into a flooded city. That's an interesting story concept. See, but then later we find out that it's th- things are causing the water spouts to pick up sharks. Yeah, like like there's cosmic horror sharks and time travel and ancient prophecies and secret shark hunting societies. Yeah, I'm like, all of that sound like I'd be willing to accept a lot of dumb on screen for that kind of thing. Just saying. Like, the the extended Sharknado universe, I might rate higher than Deep Blue Sea, but just Deep Blue Sea versus just Sharknado, I would rather watch Deep Blue Sea again. I, I think... It's kind of a, like a fight for third or whatever. I, I wouldn't want to watch either of them, but if I had to... <laughs> It's what what do you want on the top of the pile of garbage? I'd what, probably say Deep Blue Sea rises to to the top of that garbage. Deep Blue Sea so rises to go. the top of the garbage, and the mag is just at the bottom, and, it and the it's bo- because we're this is a specifically a to- an episode about the mag, mm-hmm. and we'd rather talk about Sharknado instead of talking about the mag, mm-hmm. which. There's a second one coming out for some reason. Yeah, the, I assumed, I mean, well, it made money. That's the reason. I but. assumed the Meg would have been a serviceable movie. Like, I assumed it was going to be like about the same level as Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. I kind of think it would have been better if they went all in on the campiness. That uh, might have been more fun. But this is a, supposed to be a serious action movie. Or if they had stuck closer to the plot of the book. Mm-hmm. Either or. But you know what's not a pile of garbage? Is it our patrons? It's our patrons. Yeah, I was right. Psychic shark over here. And our patrons are pretty awesome, actually. Thank you, patrons, for being awesome. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for allowing us to do this thing. Like, if you were a shark movie, you'd probably be the first one through five on our list. And the Meg wouldn't even be in the top ten. Not even. But if you like this episode, make sure to leave a like on uh, Facebook and a comment about. Oh, shoot. I... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about this part. I couldn't. The, it's the Meg. It, it, it's a circle of pain and. Forgetfulness. Forgetfulness. Like it swallows a part of your mind just to forget it. 
But leave a like on a Facebook and a comment saying, do you prefer first ocean, second ocean, or the even more secret third ocean? Or in 280 characters or less, let us know on Twitter at PlotSmackalPod. Hmm. Crabs? Crabs. What's your favorite? Just retweet a picture of a crab. Oh, look. It's time for crab. Just retweet, just retweet a picture of crab. Crab is love and crab is life. Or you can send us an email, plotsbacklepodcast at gmail.com, with your script for the latest Ocean movie. We're up to like 13 now? Oceans go deep. I mean, Ocean 15 should be about sharks, right? At least a fish of some sort. Right? I mean, when you started, when they start with 11 oceans, aren't there only seven? I thought there were seven oceans. Look, they or is s- that seas? There's seven seas. There's oceans 11. Mm-hmm. And that's where they start. Well, you got the Arctic Ocean. You got the Atlantic Ocean, Indian Ocean, Pacific. Obviously, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Danny Ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Doesn't he have a sister? Nah, that one doesn't exist. He does have a sister, apparently. And then there's the then there's the hollow ocean underneath, and secret ocean. Ooh, there's the ocean video game uh, publisher in the '90s. Uh huh. Star Ocean. I never played that game. There's a lot of oceans out there. 